You're prepared to edit all these. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, maybe we'll just keep it all in and. Oh fuck this. Oh. Oh wait. Is don't it? wait. Hold on. It's like just that. Oh. Okay. I listened back a little bit, and we sound all right. Cool. I think. I I put my mic up a little bit, but I don't think I was as close to it as you were. Okay. Is it yeah, it's recording. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you um remember when we first met? Yes, I do. You cool. were <laughs> sitting at the bar. Yeah. And you were all quiet and lonely. And I was oh like... <laughs> all right, never mind. <laughs> I was like, this guy needs a friend. Are you serious? That was it? No, you were just like alone. When you sit alone at a bar, it's either the bartender won't talk to you or the bartender will talk to you based off personality. Okay. so that's And I also know you're a comic. A so good, Yeah, it was at a mic and it wasn't like I was just getting loaded by myself. At a, no, you absolutely were not. I was like, um, yeah, I was just, uh, I'm very defensive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very defensive. I'm very distracted right now. Um that's not a that's not a crazy thing to do. <laughs> I never said it was. Okay, whatever. I'm just uh being crazy right now. Do you um Yeah. Now okay. And then I made you a dresser or I like assembled an IKEA dresser. And by made me a dresser, you did I s- assemble an IKEA dresser that's, that I I corrected myself. I love. Yes. Oh, great. Are you saving it? I actually can't because um the like two of the drawers busted and it wasn't your doing it was because it's a fucking ikea dresser Mm -hmm. so it literally lasts for like six months or whatever so i just put it out on the street and i'm like when i get back hopefully it's still there (laughs) yeah when i get back i'm gonna come pick it up (laughs) in seven months no i will just not invest in ikea anymore yeah i guess you just get what you pay for yeah well when i was assembling it i was like this I, is cheap. I don't. <laughs> I think I even said something about like it. It's very temporary furniture, mm-hmm. and I was like, I kind of feel bad about like insulting your furniture. Uh, no, it purchase. was. It was just like a quick fix type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and once I come back from being a superstar, then I could, I hopefully get more expensive furniture. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. <laughs> I don't think That's that will be the case, but um, we all do comedy. Exactly. To get more, more expensive, expensive furniture, furniture to be done with IKEA. Mm-hmm. That's when you know Someday. you've made it. Is when you stop buying things from IKEA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You start building things by hand. Wow. Yeah. No. I um. mean, that is the advantage <laughs> of your position. Is everything looks nice, and you just did it yourself. Like the closet, it's, you did it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it looks so it took, nice. It took me like over a year, though. It was a mess Why? for a while. Because I couldn't settle on once I like figured out what to do, it I, I just like tried a bunch of different things that I don't know. I just didn't want like the extent or when I first got it, it was just like one shelf and then one coat rack, mm-hmm. and I just like wanted a more outside the box thing. And then the shelf broke because it's also like a shitty, shitty slab of wood or whatever it was. What is this like little area right here? Um, oh, like the indent on the I don't know. I mean. We're on the first floor. It could be like, I don't know. This is the cool thing about um, doing a, a yeah. guy's podcast is you just see their insides of the rooms and you're like, what is 
this like why have i lived in new york x amount of time and i'm like this shit, every time i'm in someone's apartment i'm like this is a better apartment than i've okay. ever lived in <laughs> yeah but also it's like it has like weird quirks like the you and jack's ap- apartments both remind me of cabins but it's literally mm. just because you both have wood made things <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's it's a cozy element yeah cozy is a nice i like being cozy you know mm-hmm. uh, in a house um i i just like wood a lot i never it, it was a weird like fade into the the interest i didn't uh start out being like i like wood and then i was like oh i guess i'm one of those dudes. i guess i'm a slut for wood i guess <laughs> i guess my sexual preference is wood mm. <laughs> <laughs> well uh i guess you could actually say that <laughs> yeah that's that is like one of the one of the big one of the the, the big preferences yeah one of the few um yeah um uh that was it was like i don't want to get too sap well i I don't even know where to where where i'm going with it but i'll say that um i really uh appreciated meeting you when mm-hmm. i did oh <laughs> i think it was in like july or august of this year mm-hmm. of 2021 mm-hmm. um and yeah i think you were like one of the first people in comedy that i was like oh this is a this is a real friend even if we weren't doing comedy mm-hmm. you know what i mean definitely um yeah it was like um i just am extroverted too of uh when i started talking to you and then mm-hmm. i it was like a it's always like just being that way and starting to talk to people you instantly get a vibe as like oh this is just like a fleeting thing or like or this is someone mm-hmm. that i connect with and it was instantly like oh i really like this person very interesting i connect with you and then even just like past that we do you remember that night we went to the stand and then i drove you home um yeah yeah that was a not the night we met but another yeah that was like a couple maybe Mm -hmm. like a couple weeks after that and then it Mm -hmm. that was like one of the moments too where i was like oh it's so cool to have a friendship like this where you can talk about something deep like that and just really relate to someone of something that is like so um unrelatable to most you know (laughs) yeah i mean I, i guess well like talking about our, our shared like mental health yeah and uh yeah i mean mental health is like such it's like i feel like this is the time th- th- to be alive mm-hmm. to have to, to have troubles with your mental health because like everyone's talking about it now mm-hmm. but not everyone is experiencing the same thing yeah you know i mean it, so it's like finding someone who is like n- knows more or less like exactly the like things that have you've experienced it's like that's a lot yeah um so uh, yeah it's that's another like <laughs> buzzword it's like trauma bonding of like yeah like more or less i mean you know we're in still the most mature people. way we trauma bonded it, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we didn't go on a bender of like Mm-mm. trauma bonding we and it wasn't i don't think it was trauma dumping either it was no. just like it was just like oh yeah you got that yeah me too cool. yeah <laughs> totally and just like I don't know when I was like quote unquote diagnosed with bipolar mm-hmm. it felt sort of like a death sentence in a way like I, I've heard other people talk about this too but it was something I 
never wanted because I knew it written in my family and like there were things that I saw that I was like, I'm not like that at all. For sure. Not that manic and whatnot. And then you just start to notice things and like it, how it affects your life. And then you're like, Oh, I have this thing that's always going to make me feel sort of unstable and like at a constant high and low. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was just like kind of, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, like one of the only times I felt a little bit hopeless, but then anytime I met someone like you with, um, do you not want me to mention? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny because I I was like I mean hearing you say this I I've been thinking about this for a while is like if I sharing this or not but yeah I'm bipolar <laughs> like, um, I'm bipolar um, yeah that's about but, how you should say it uh, I'm bipolar uh, <laughs> that's the highs and the lows yes to yes. explain the to explain the uh, any any non bipolar people yeah if you guys are confused <laughs> what bipolar is it's just when you say I'm bipolar but it's um <laughs> it's funny because it's like well, I have so many thoughts right now. Mm. In a normal, healthy, stable <laughs> way. Okay, sure. Um, not that I... And I'm forgetting them? No. Number one is... You know who else gets really happy and really sad? Fucking everybody. Like, yeah. Literally everybody is is sort of bipolar. Sure. Um, it is a spectrum. It Yeah. Um, and then the other stuff that I want to say was like about sharing that or not because i think i've said it like once or twice on stage and then i just like i think i just didn't want to be like pigeonholed and i don't know if like this going forward i'll i'll say it much but like i don't know i think that's just like the stigma like hurting and it's like who gives a shit and it's like people should know and like i mean it doesn't so many people have it that like so many people that you know have just not told you but they yeah. also and it's like why aren't we hiding this like thing about ourselves that's like extremely common it, it is manageable mm-hmm. um and it's like the i think the reason or like when it gets to um uh like it's worse it's when it's uh avoided and when it's not mm-hmm. addressed or anything yeah. but i think when you're just like i'm feeling this way like i don't know it's yeah, and I used to worry, too, that um, I think one of my, f- I'm pretty, I feel like I identify as, like, one of the things is I'm pretty fearless with things that other people, like, you know, like, something like driving cross-country and doing what I'm about to yeah. do is, like, a lot of, are you scared? And I'm like, no, I'm, like, super stoked for it. But then, like, I have more, like, intrinsic fears of, like, um I'm I fear that I'll, I'm like a burden in mm-hmm. in ways that like I initially didn't like sharing that I was bipolar because it also felt like <laughs> it felt like I was just like piling it feels like piling because I had like oh and like a I'm like a survivor of sexual assault and I have like this horrible family and it's like okay like can you just not have everything that's wrong but it's like mm-hmm. someone assured me recently too uh, that it was like Oh, okay. My therapist said the most amazing thing about that. She was like, yeah, but think about someone that has nothing, like none of those problems. So then the tiniest thing breaks them like a, yeah. Oh, like a nail breaks. And then it's like their whole world's over because they've never had to deal with anything. And then she said, like, think about also all these things that you have been through and overcame is like literally just adding to the things that 
you're going to build that make you more like special or whatnot it was just like a beautiful way of putting it Mm -hmm. of like yeah bad things happen to people and like we'll never understand it but when you can come out of it there's like this like kind of like magic to it um yeah and um someone also about like bipolar and negative connotation (laughs) someone said to me recently they're like i was talking about a friendship and i was just like very grounded about it and they're like i it's hard for me to believe that you're even bipolar because you're pretty grounded about some things and i was like uh it's not like it's also things that's like you don't show people when you're like flipping tables over like not that i <laughs> i don't do that part uh, but theoretically <laughs> like theoretically flipping tables theoretically over theoretically bipolar or it's like you could stuff. also confuse it for someone like me who really goes for things it's like oh she's just like so young and free and i'm like no i bought a car and then really didn't think it through and like those are just like <laughs> bipolar tendencies and so it's people don't see like the ins and outs of how it affects your like day-to-day or energy level or just like feeling um you know like feeling uh i love when i start to feel the high and i'm like oh this rocks it feels so good but you know the what the high the high of the yeah mania yeah yeah okay and I'm like, oh, I feel so happy and everyone loves me and this is great. And then you still are not like seeing the low come, but then it comes, you know, far too soon and you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, now, uh, so I've, um, we have, diff- I'm pretty sure we have different, like there's like the one and two. Yeah. You know? I'm the, I'm the, the, the lesser one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm uh I'm well, the more s- they have stable pros one. And cons. Well, no, you actually explain <laughs> it to me because no okay. one's really explained it in depth. And I, to I me. don't understand it either, but I'll do my best. Is uh so the w- one that you have is, is like uh more frequent but li- less severe. Yes. And then m- the one that I have is more severe, less frequent. Mm-hmm. So I've had one. This is insane that I'm <laughs> sharing all this, but like, what? I mean, not to you because yeah. you know, but like theoretically of, of it's releasing scary. this because I want to <laughs> release this. Yeah. Um. But right now, it's just we're just talking in my yeah, and bedroom. also just like no pressure um, if you yeah no I'll, find out later you don't want to put it in you don't have to. That's true. That's true. Um, but you know, it's like there's no running like why why run from it, um. My, yeah, so it's like more more severe, uh, less frequent. I had a manic episode uh, September of 2019, um, and it uh, lasted for a couple days. Um, haven't had any any since, but they were like you're bipolar. Yeah, <laughs> which which and I I also was like this is a death sentence. Like like the, mm-hmm. I remember my doctor was like. Well, these three celebrities um, got, got bi- or like, you know, they knew I wanted to be a comedian. So they're like, these three actors and celebrities and comedians and people. And they, were, they listed like three people who killed themselves. I was like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, like can dig a little deeper. <laughs> He's like, success stories. Oh, um, 
I mean, they end a little <laughs> sad, but for the most part, they had but a great career. Robin Williams made a lot of money on Aladdin. No, he didn't <laughs> list Robin Williams. Are you fucking kidding me? You're like, that's the one. Like, that's the one they told us in school that he killed himself. Yeah. yeah Jesus Christ. So, it's fine. Are you Sorry. are you wearing overalls? Yeah. I'm oh, wearing. I thought someone was typing. <laughs> yeah, I have a little man un- under my shirt <laughs> typing. Well, I have roommates. <laughs> um, I don't know if you could you hear the microwave. Uh, yeah, I could hear the. Mi- uh, okay, don't brag that you have that. a microwave. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> microwave and a toaster oven. Oh, big spenders Rich. here in. Uh, <laughs> I won't say my address. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Is that a full yawn? Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I've been literally moving my stuff all day. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. How was was, uh, your storage? I mean, I have gone through waves of feminism today. That's for sure. In terms Uh, of... I mean, I did it all by myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So the dresser is gone. (laughs) Dresser is gone. Um, Should we talk about we don't have if you don't want to talk about it we we don't have to but um when i when uh my girlfriend and i broke up mm-hmm. she, she broke up with me ex-girlfriend fuck that's so funny my girlfriend broke up with me but she's still my girlfriend okay don't let anyone <laughs> tell you that they're not your girlfriend even if they break up with you <laughs> No, that's that's like I, a subconscious. I mean, the other reason why I'm not commenting is I kind of have jokes like that. Oh yeah. Where I'm like, I, I don't even want to say them. Not. Now I have to like edit this out or something. Because then I can't. Wait, I, I dude, I don't know like how you're gonna cares. put this yeah. together. <laughs> Good um, luck. <laughs> I'm. Ugh, you're so like. You're like. Yeah, you're like an- going through a, all, well, you're like going through things of like how, what you want to share. You're a less vulnerable person than I am in terms of not I'm, that I you're think I'm less experienced. What do you mean? Like I, I can share whatever with anyone, but I it, it, it takes me a little like time. But why does that make you less experienced? Less, ex- you've done it more. You've you've no no yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is like you are can be vulnerable. But you haven't done that with the, I guess people would say like, quote unquote, secrets of these things. So it's all, it's like, that's a lot. That's new to be like, oh, I'm going to say a bunch of these things. And it's like, it makes sense that you're going through your brain and, you know, thinking about it. Whereas I have literally put it all out there. Mm -hmm. Life couldn't get any less secret for me who when i the first time i shared that i was sexually assaulted as a child instagram crashed and that was my biggest fucking fear i was gonna bring that up that (laughs) not verbatim um but yeah as soon as you released your your, uh yeah it was like i was really like hyped up uh, trying to hype myself up because that was the thing i was most nervous about it wasn't it wasn't doing the show like i am always i feel like in performance mode i can do anything and like it's really enjoyable for me and there are really hard moments in the show but what i was scared of was like putting it on social media and then i'm like are people gonna comment like are people gonna share this how are people gonna react and like it's all gonna be out there and 
And so I was really nervous about, I like scheduled the day I was going to oh, post yeah. it on Instagram. And then the day I scheduled it, fucking, in- I said, mm. I'm molested. And then Instagram crashed. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest fear. Uh, it happened. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was like all day. That was a. Mm-hmm. And I was also simultaneously um, asking people for money for <laughs> crowdfunding for my show. So I'm like, oh, yeah. and also people won't see the campaign right now. But then it worked out. Yeah. I feel like if I t- timed it, if I like set a date, I would. Uh, it, it When I do that, it, it makes me more nervous. Definitely. Do, like, there was like anticipation. Goal. Sometimes I'm just like, no, oh, fuck it. I'm but it was know. also like analytics and insights on Instagram. Oh. I treat it like a I treat my Instagram like a business profile in terms of that stuff. Yeah. So like so, I yeah. actually do schedule posts and stuff like Yeah. Yeah. Um that's interesting. Do you um can I uh, about your your um one one show cuz I just to like get back to that. Mm-hmm. Um and also we also don't have to you know I I guess you're saying that you're open book or whatever you yeah. said. But like um like, how are you doing, like, personally with the stuff you talk about in the show? Oh, cool question. Um, You know, it's funny how you think, like, you know yourself. And we're so young, too, cause, so mm-hmm. that's a silly thing to say. But um, it is, you have these feelings of, like, self-assurance. And then it could be, like, a week later and you feel completely different about something. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a lot of that of... It's cool the show grows as I grow. So a lot of things have changed about certain feelings and and it's not just it's like it's not I'm like I'm just performing the show and that's my only job. I also mm-hmm. have to like promote it and and like I get these Instagram messages of people from places that I don't know and they're just like I read about your show and like I'm really excited for you to come out here and it's really brave. Like I have a similar story, whatever. Um, it like makes my day, but then there's also a sense of pressure. Um, because I'm like, am I, am I like the spokesperson in a way for this now? And, and am I even in like the right headspace to be that? Um, and I think the the answer is like nothing on that because it, I'm not a, I'm not a spokesperson and no one is that puts these things out there. Your art is kind of what speaks for you. And then am I in the right headspace is it's like my show is kind of the way I'm healing. Mm -hmm. And, um, there, there's things like, I think the version that you saw, I was probably at a point where I was like, I understand. And, it's okay. And like, you know, when you talk to someone about something deep and, and, and something maybe that would kind of scare them of like, Oh my God, are you okay? And you Mm -hmm. have this like intrinsic urge to be like, but don't worry about me. I'm totally good. And I think it had a little bit of that. And I think it's like good to reiterate that it's like, sometimes it's, it's like, it's fine to just like, not be like, it's okay. Cause it's not okay. Like, things that like bad shit that happens like that like there is no understanding it there's no reason to and being honest about that I think is part of the healing process so oh man I'm I'm becoming like a big girl these days you know what I mean like (laughs) I'm growing the fuck up and like really seeing what's wrong with my brain and what's wrong with me and how 
I before didn't really identify as like I'm a survivor because again I hate those button words Mm -hmm. but then also it's like I didn't want to like believe this narrative that would follow me throughout my life but it's like this shit affects me every single day even when I don't think it does yeah Mm -hmm. but um I'm like really grateful that I'm I'm like surrounded by such good people and like in a safe space with my show and and um I have a really good therapist now. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not doing this in an unhealthy way where I'm doing a show and just being like, well, I hope it, I hope it doesn't like re-traumatize me or something like that, you know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine that it, like, I, I feel like, um, I mean, I guess I can't speak <laughs> with any experience, but I feel like, uh, I mean, I guess I just thinking of like writing out my own, uh, my own shit, it's like makes it a lot easier to like handle. And I imagine, I mean, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like sharing this with so many people and with, without any kind of like boundaries on it, just like anyone can see this or, uh, like, I feel like that's very freeing and to like, Mm. like, like a a lot of times I think what you're like embarrassed about is something that you don't want to it is something you haven't shared with a bunch of people mm-hmm. but once you share it like that kind of embarrassment just goes away or it's very fleeing at least right um it is freeing mm-hmm. it is oh the, yeah there it's just like it's all out there and and i am like kind of owning it it's empowering in that way um and like on that too is like you receive i received a note from someone after one of the crane shows and it was just like i've been through the same exact thing and like i would never say these words out loud and it just meant a lot hearing that so Mm -hmm. that that's amazing like that makes me feel just really emotional in a good way and and understood in exactly the reason i'm doing it for yeah alternatively i also have like received messages of like i was brutally sexually abused by blah 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 and like people kind of trauma dumping and yeah yeah and like yeah whatever it's like boohoo people feel safe with me i'm not like i'm not like ungrateful for that feeling but i have had to like just like delete messages because i'm like oh i'm at breakfast right now and i uh feel sick to my stomach <laughs> you know <laughs> um <Oof>. but that, <laughs> I, that's just how it is with everything is like it comes with pros and cons and obviously the the beauty and pros outweigh the the hard things that come with it yeah well um how is the experience performing in dc compared to new york oh horrible really oh my god it was like it was like the the worst feeling of my entire life but it was like i walked away from it being like i can do anything because because it was that that like yeah like i got through it (laughs) (laughs) it's like a good way to say it Mm -hmm. so what i did is i booked one night at the dc arts center and i don't have like a fan base or like really friends or anything in dc so i I feel like i'm like part of your fan base (laughs) (laughs) no i have a fan base no i'm just kidding (laughs) i was like i'm your fan base oh that's so sweet you are my fan Um, Uh, i'm sorry and i'm your fan uh thanks (laughs) uh no in in dc so i was like i wonder how i'm gonna get butts in the seat 
um, aside from like my regular promotion to do. Mm -hmm. And so I went there a couple days before the show and I was just like talking to people in coffee shops and bookstores and like doing shows and making my go around. And like, that was really cool. And I was so proud of myself for just like going up to people and like, this is how you make shit happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not glamorous, but, uh, grassroots, very grassroots. And so then like Omicron hit that week, but it Mm, wasn't like as bad in DC, but it was like when people in New York were all shut down and people were like starting to go back in. So they're like, there was like a decent amount of tickets sold but not a bunch of people there and i was still kind of doing the crane version but kind of already knowing i wanted to take it in the stand-up route and it was weird because it was like a mix of that and so the tone wasn't really set for people to like laugh in certain places and the room is like really intimate Mm -hmm. that and they were not really vocalizing but i could like see in the lighting like i could see every single face too and so you know the show and it's like that's not a great feeling and it's incredible i got through it and had still like some fun in an hour but i was like holy shit that felt like i was fucking pushing a truck the entire time and like i posted on my story i was like weird show of my life and (laughs) then an audience member was like why and I was like, oh, like it was just, I don't know, it was just a, it was just like a really intimate vibe, and it, it was hard to know what the audience was experiencing. And she was like, it was so beautiful and amazing, and like huh. blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, well, that just goes to show, like, you know, it is a little more. Um, some audiences are a little more or less reactive than mm-hmm. others, um, but. I also think with this new version, it will be more I know where their head's at and the tone is set. So it's like you're allowed to laugh in this place or like situations like that. Um, But yeah, DC was just like I worked my ass off for it to happen. And then it happened and it was like it was almost like it was almost like a demoralizing performance. Mm -hmm. But I walked away being like, I'm proud and nice. Yeah, I can I feel brave for it. Have you had any like like heckles during heckles? I mean, I guess you no. have you only run okay That's six performances or maybe like seven performances in front of real people. So, yeah. but I haven't had that experience yet. And I guess if people are going to a solo show, it's different from going to like a late night comedy show. Yeah, I think if you give them the opportunity to to like crowd work, maybe that would happen. Yeah, but like I also think like more of the settings I'm in is like theatery too, so mm-hmm. it's not as like a everyone's getting drunk and like it feels like a comedy club you know um it is like there's a little more formalness to it but god i hope that doesn't happen but how funny would that be like during the during like the dream sequence where i'm revealing everything how funny would that be (laughs) that would be worst case scenario worst case scenario (laughs) yeah (laughs) but also i'm doing something crazy in chattanooga um oh yeah i Tennessee. Yes, Chattanooga, but, Tennessee. Sorry, that you I go ahead. I'm collaborating <laughs> with um Allie Waller and she's an artist who casts sexual assault victims. So she mm-hmm. does like the painting on the chest and 
it hardens into this molding of their breasts and uh she has like galleries of this and i'm performing in her gallery and she's casting me while i'm doing the show mm. so i'm basically gonna be like fucking naked while i'm doing this solo show i'm being casted and to mm. be fair it's like an installation in her gallery of a community of survivors that see that type of work so it is like a really safe space but that has to be like probably the scariest thing i'll ever do to yeah to be <laughs> naked and performing that, that yeah. is like two things that most people are mm-hmm. not comfortable doing yeah then i won't have any nightmares about performing naked because i'll be like oh well i already did that right, so yeah. <laughs> yeah with paint yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. and um how did you find that person um she was big on or she's big on social media and she like came yeah. up on my tiktok one day and i was like oh this is really cool and i reached out to her and we had a meeting and we're just like this sounds like this project together where we both like what each other does so yeah nice mm-hmm. and wait so do you have a do you have a list of the i mean uh, to yeah read the i mean maybe i'll maybe i could like read them at the beginning or something okay. but you have like a solid like 10 how many yeah so spots is it okay so um for my solo show right yeah uh i'm baton rouge college in new orleans or like in louisiana uh, Austin, Texas, um, San Francisco at the Marsh Theater, a theater in LA, Chattanooga, Suwannee College, Hoboken, and Edinburgh Fridge Festival. So that's eight. And ah! then you're doing, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're doing spots like in between. Yes. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Living the dream. <laughs> i think so yeah i'm very um, lucky i remember i was on the phone with someone and i was telling when when i was seeing your your first the first uh run at the crane theater and i was like oh yeah a friend of mine is like performing a solo show in the east village and i just felt like cool myself being like, like <laughs> yeah solo show east village oh my gosh <laughs> that's so cute because i felt the same way i was like i would like sit backstage and be like isn't it funny that when I was a kid and I was doing community theater and I was like sitting in these backstage areas and it's like, who knew that I would be in the East village going to like my own hour show each night was a cool feeling. Yeah. Surreal. You're uh, you're also 21, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Born in the year 2000 from your, from your show. (laughs) Born in the year 2000. Yes. That's nuts. I mean, I'm 97, so it's not like, crazy different but like what a what a um it's different numbers it's uh <laughs> a lot of it's 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 more like a yeah and also 21 still the age where it's like people care a little more once you turn like i feel like 24 or something people are like or whatever like you're you're one of us <laughs> in the age groups of like comedy like stand up yeah stand, like i started stand up when i was 18 so mm-hmm. people are always like whoa when i was 18 yeah oh yeah yeah and then it's funny because when i turned 20 i was like fuck i'm not like i can't use those teen words anymore it was so cool when i could use it but at the time i hated it because i was like trying to be older in a sense of i was like in those settings and i just didn't want anyone to like bully me for being a kid (laughs) yeah i i felt that a little bit i didn't do a ton of stand-up around that age but i did my first mic at 17 and for a while i was like 
like you using a lot of like i'm a kid and you guys are adults mm-hmm. that kind of like dynamic and then i remember um doing some bit and i was like oh this isn't like funny anymore mm-hmm. because i'm like these people's peers yeah and i'm not just like a stupid little kid right um just like i don't know being a yeah i don't know yeah gesture for these adults mm-hmm. you know what i mean totally and um it is funny doing colleges and i'm going to be doing like talkbacks and q a's with students mm-hmm. uh like i'm with mfa students that are most likely older than me so that's i don't know that that also like reaffirms that i me not going to college i'm like fuck that didn't need that (laughs) yeah you went to the the new school for one semester of my life yes yeah and then i like i couldn't afford it and and it was just like i was there all day and then would have to go work shifts and like most of those kids were like didn't even have to work and Mm -hmm. and so it's like what you're paying for is like to be able to do those like extracurriculars and i was like i have to like actually make money yeah and i can't like be at rehearsal all day um so it was just like not feasible and like i've always felt uncomfortable in those settings like i remember in high school i there was like one day i was like crying because i was like oh i feel so uncomfortable being around like i just don't feel right anywhere Mm -hmm. with people my age and it there it's just like being on my own for a really long time and being independent in that way is like when you have to grow up like that um it and it does like make you grow up as a person faster you also have you also skip like the good parts of like i from what i understand college is very much like a bubble and you get to experience that for x amount of years and not really worry about like the stuff beyond that and like i didn't get to do that and i in some ways wish i could but i am grateful for my path but it's like like my ex he was 23 and it was like i found myself all the time getting frustrated with him because he like wasn't competent in the ways that i wasn't and i was like would have to like stop myself and be like but at 23 who is like i am the Mm -hmm. unique one in this situation um so that's why I don't date people my age anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it seems... Um, fuck, I'm getting distracted by just thoughts colliding. Mm-hmm. You said you're... Oh, yeah, I was going to say earlier that it seems like you like did grow up fast mm-hmm. and, and are like... that. I mean, I don't know, not to just like... <laughs> uh compliment you too much yeah i got i don't mean to i don't mean to just like pump you full of whatever the word is but i also don't Um, think growing up fast is like a compliment it's not an insult either but it's just i wouldn't i honestly wouldn't wish what how i grew to be where i am today upon mm -hmm. anyone but i also first of all i don't regret it because i had had nothing to do with it but um I don't feel like resentful or remorseful that it's the way that I became because I I like my life and yeah who I am now I guess yeah mm-hmm. hell yeah yeah I like my life too hell yeah <laughs> life's good right life's kind of sometimes yeah for the whatever most part, right you now know. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bad statement I'm gonna take We're it both back doing life's great bad now, but like life is good life is I think the best way to describe it is life is insane yeah like the fact that we're like even doing these things is just crazy yeah and that's very cool 
No, I mean, the fact that we can do comedy, period, mm-hmm. is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I'm pretty psyched about it. <laughs> me too. It makes me really happy. Um, I also want, on the, like, friend topic, which did we even, we're just, like, looping all over the place. I wanted to say that it seemed, just from my observing, it seems, is this, mm-mm. Go um, for it. Uh, grow, uh, most of the, uh, throughout my life, like historically, my most of my friends have been women, mm-hmm. um, girls when I was a child, um, older women, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like a five-year-old walking around. <laughs> Anyways, um, and it seems like you're kind of the opposite. Like it seems like a, you have a lot of um, dude friends. Oh yeah, is that yeah? That's you, yeah. That's pretty accurate. Um, that's funny. It's a funny topic to think and talk about. Uh, like I have a best friend who's a woman and she's in her thirties mm-hmm. and she's like, she is bipolar. She's been through similar things with her family <laughs> far out. Um, and she's just like an angelic presence and I love her and she's like motherly, but also like my, like m- one of my best friends and, She's just like amazing and then the rest of basically all my very close friends are guys mm-hmm. and I've thought about this and I think one uh I don't I don't do you have any like obs- observation of why this may be Uh I mean for you or for me For me for oh I don't know I mean, well, for one, our environment is a very, like, male-dominated, like, stand-up comedy is a very male-dominated thing. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know, specifically for for you. I would say that is, like, essentially the core of it, too, is there is less women in comedy. And then Mm -hmm. um, women in comedy naturally are, like, competitive in some way, so they don't always, like, meet together. Um, and I don't feel that way. Like, I, I don't feel like, oh, I'm one of the guys like that. And that's why I'm surrounded by the guys. Like, I think also I probably lack a sense of like femininity in my life where I need to be around other women that empower me more. Um, but I, I think I'm just like, I'm just like a little, I don't know. I'm like dirty and like rough around the edges. (laughs) Maybe I don't know what it is. I'm like trying not to get like so gender roly, but there is like a dynamic of my male friendships that I've got like burned in the past from like woman on woman friendships and I don't know what it is and I don't know if it's just because I've gotten burned from like one or two people and then it's like my trauma response is like I seek out men Mm -hmm. um but I also who knows maybe it's daddy issues or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've no, I mean, I think that would be, <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. I mean, I, I think I relate to what the first part of what you said about, um, like being burned by mm-hmm. <laughs> other women and I, like, I feel like being picked on and stuff. I'm like, well, the girls won't pick on me because right. I'm not a direct like peer, per, like the, at the same type of like, like I'm kind of like the special unique outsider one when right. i hang out with a group of 
girls. And I'm right now I'm picturing me as like an 11 year old kid right. who's just been like had sand kicking his eyes by mm. some people. Not a real memory, but you know what I mean. Oh, but the sand <laughs> eyes that made me so sad. Why would you use that sad. example? <laughs> no, <laughs> a wedgie or something. You're like, it's actually Picture much worse him. than sand in the <laughs> <Yeah>. eyes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. I think I think we covered that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. that's Topic. interesting that you even thought about it. It's kind of cool. Um, I mean, I I also <laughs> I have ri- you know I have like notes to think of to like for the mm-hmm. for this, but I don't want you to think I'm just like. <laughs> no, I mean like you even just thought tabs. about it is like that's I don't know it's observant yeah. in a cool way. Thanks. Well, uh, um, yeah, uh. I don't know what I was about to say. Um, you're oh also, uh, you have a Father John Misty tattoo. <laughs> mm-hmm. <I> just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that up, James. I think it's cool and it's like a nice like cool, like because you got. Well, I'll let you tell it. Yeah. So wanna, uh, <laughs> you look so annoyed that I <laughs> should we not talk about? No, it? no, no. I don't care. Um, okay. So I got pure comedy, pure comedy, pure comedy uh, tattooed on my arm, not once but three times, mm-hmm. and it not looks nine right iterations, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it it not it uh i told the tattoo artist i want to look like a thank you thank you thank you bag like it's so funny because like all my tattoos are so fucking dumb and you just (laughs) like you have to be that way if you get tattoos like just know that they'll be dumb they'll always be dumb Mm. um yeah that album is like one of my favorite i love father john misty i'm not embarrassed to say it um who should be because it's it's like a douchey thing i think i think i've heard he's like kind of a douche but who cares i think it's just like a like especially that album is like oh it's commentary on the world but i i do think it's like really amazing how he's just like and i saw him in concert and he is like his own version of stand-up and like he is so cynical and funny and and through music and he tells it in this really interesting way um, but yeah, I got it before I started stand up. So now everyone I meet thinks I fucking got it stand up tattooed yeah. on my arm, and I'm like, no, I swear it's so much worse. It's a Father John <laughs> Misty tattoo. Uh, I feel like stand up would be worse. No, for sure. But uh, <laughs> then I have to go uh, and explain who Father John Misty is, and then yeah. they're like, oh, it's just like yeah. some alternative artist. Josh yeah. Tillman. Josh Tillman. Right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Of course. <laughs> like going back into my notebook um do you you never stopped liking him like like sometimes or when did you get that tattoo over 18 or under 18 uh did you get it was yeah yeah my first tattoo was the skyline the day i turned 18 and Mm. then a couple months later i got the father john misty one Mm. um no i never stopped liking him i will never stop i one time thought about getting it removed just because i was so sick of it in stand-up yeah and then i was like but it's so funny and also like i got it for a reason permanently on my body and i'm just gonna like stoop because some people think it's like i don't give a shit it is stupid and so like that would be even so stupid caring about it enough to get it removed you know yeah also also probably expensive too yeah i'm sure it's like not removed yeah feasible but I, i also just think i'm just gonna yad up my arms anyway 
Oh, like sleeves? Um, maybe or... not sleeves, but like keep getting like these ignorant, dumb tattoos <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that live li- leave little spaces and, me- and just, yeah. I think I'm going to get a bird tattoo next. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I have like, uh, trying to, like a, the playbill. Yeah, the, the playbill on my tits. <laughs> you should see what James is doing. He's like s- on your chest as if I, I don't, don't have tits. And it would no, just be mm, okay. my eyes on my boot. <laughs> yeah, no, just my five star reviews all over my body. <laughs> I'm just an absolute asshole about That'd it. That'd be great. Like right on the back shoulder uh, tattoo. Oh, my like God. Five no, stars. my tramp stamp is me. But just my playbill. That's my tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any? Uh, I'm not. I'm going back around to the to bird. But maybe we can. I don't know. Um, I feel like we should probably wrap up okay. pretty soon. But oh, um, I wanted to ask about like, like the biggest um, biggest lesson you've learned from bird. Mm, the biggest lesson I've learned from bird. Damn, that's that's a loaded one learned so much i've learned so much about um creating long-form comedy and theater and i've also learned so much about myself that to peg it down all to one thing is interesting hmm what what have i learned we could come back that's crazy back to it I guess I've learned, I guess it's not just like this one Mm -hmm. lesson type thing, but like I was saying earlier, it's just like, it's going to change all the time because I'm still changing and growing, um, and learning how to, this is one of my favorite things that I like had an epiphany about was it's like, yeah, ultimately this show is about me and my life when you see it though and like you walk away from it it's the hope is and I think what it does is like you relating it to you and how the world works and asking questions about it and just realizing how art has impacted me in that way and that I'm also structuring to make this something that people are going to think about later and and it affects them long term hopefully That's my superstar answer. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, uh, as a follow-up, do you have the biggest lesson you learned from um, from doing stand-up? For the past? Have you done it for three years? Uh, Four? Soon three years. Cool. Almost three years. Maybe like two and a half. Um, uh, biggest thing I've learned from stand-up is not giving a shit and how fun it is because that's when I'm my most funny and that's when people enjoy it the most is I have had this amazing kick like the last two months of every time I go up there I have the time of my life. Oh, wow. I love it so much. It's nice. so, I feel so lucky to do it and it's also like, because I go up there and I'm ready to fuck shit up and I'm like, I don't care what the vibe is of this room. I don't care what you guys think. I have good things to say and also I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. And like once you put yourself in that mindset, it's like the 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 stand-up world is your oyster, you know? Yeah. Um so that's something I've learned recently that I'm really happy with. Yeah, I heard uh, 
heard someone say like treat the audience like they're your friend and you're excited to tell them like a story yes like go into it with that yes that kind of attitude it's amazing um i have one more question and then we'll we'll wrap it up okay do you have uh like a the last time that you like laughed hard in a in a in a theater like in a it could be stand-up show could be um yes whichever Actually, the other day, I was just at, like, an indie show, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just making sure that I get her name correctly, um, and this woman comic from Austin, Texas. woman comic. Well, I think it's, uh... Context for the bit, or... I guess I'm not gonna repeat her bit. It is context for her bits, but, like... She she's androgynist okay. and she talks a lot about how like she's surrounded by trans and queer people and like you you just like knew right off the bat what she believed and who she was and like she had all this like leverage to say things and like she did a lot of like off the cuff like not very PC things too mm-hmm. um that was like she executed beautifully she had this like long michael jackson bit that you watch or i was like laughing out loud and then you you watch also from your stand-up brain you're like oh my god i can't believe that they're like she thought about this and she dedicated her i was like imagining her writing it at home and like oh my god how did i not think of this kind of thing Mm -hmm. um her name is her name is ariel isaac norman um you saw her where I just saw her at an indie show in a bar um, at the Cobra Club. Oh, yeah. And I just was, like, hanging there, and I never laugh with, (laughs) like, local comics because we see each other all the time, and it's, like, it's kind of hard when you're in comedy all the time. But I was just, like, laughing so hard and, like, honestly, like, mesmerized by how she was structuring everything. Yeah. um, I... I saw a show at uh, the Greenwich Village Comedy Club a mm. couple months ago with uh, some uh, friends from out of town, and they were like, like uh, they were trying not to laugh because I wasn't laughing, or they were like, "Oh, that's this person. We shouldn't that's laugh at this." Person. So funny. And I was like, "No, I just like I see comedy. Like you're like, no, I'm just dead inside. Most yeah. So <laughs> like it was like I can't. I'm just not like laughing out loud because I see this like." every night versus like once every year you know Mm -hmm. what i mean or however the average person sees comedy shows yeah yeah um okay that was the last question okay but i this might be a prompt (laughs) not really i mean i just i was figuring we could end on like like uh this is so strange just like doing all this like podcast talk and podcast structure but i'm just that's fine i'm just you know i'm just not used to it so i'm just a little like you know um on like a recommendation of like literally any sort of like like it could be like stand-up special movie tv show anything that you think people should watch or think i should watch maybe we'll just keep it keep it in the room this will just be for me no one else no <laughs> one like, else watch <laughs> i'm actually just writing this down yeah. for myself um uh you've seen fleabag of that right uh not all the, not all of it oh you gotta watch fleabag you didn't like it no uh i i did but this is just ridiculous my my parents are very um uh they're just they're like 
prop proper mm-hmm. is a, a word people have described. They're just like very the classic like they're not waspy because they're Catholic, but like waspy adjacent. Gotcha. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> they're not exactly white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, white Anglo-Saxon Catholic. Mm. Whatever, and um, my parents started watching that show, and like in the sec first or second episode, where it's like she's like having sex from behind, and they're like, she's having anal sex, and I was like, all right, whatever. You're like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Yeah, mom and dad, you never have anal, huh? <laughs> what if you just doubled down on it, and you're like, have you never done anal, you fucking losers? <laughs> Are you kidding? How oh my god, they're like. How do you think you were born, James? <laughs> <laughs> I went to a, a restaurant in my hometown uh, the other night, and um, as soon as I walked in, some guy was like, "You got to try anal; it'll change your life." Not to me, but to to someone. Oh, he was else. already having a conversation. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Ah, uh, yes, I needed to hear that. Thank you. I came like, in at the perfect moment." Yeah, it's like table for for three people, and it's like anal change your life. I was like, "Oh." She goes somewhere else. Oh my god! Where is this restaurant? Can um, I have the name? <laughs> uh, I don't even know. Anyways, well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having um, me. Yeah, I really appreciate it, and oh, yeah. I'm so excited for your the next like couple months of your life. Oh, I know. I'll update bizarre. you. Send you pics. Okay, sweet. So, flea bag, right? Flea bag. Flea bag. What about you? Oh. um... The, there's a uh, new season of Search Party. You see, uh, have you seen I've it? heard people talk about this, but I haven't seen any of it. So good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's season five. It's the last season. It's great. Maybe from the back of my car, I will be watching this every mm, next couple months. Yeah. Who's to say? Oh, do you have curtains for your car? Yes. Cool. Nice. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's end on that. All right. Bye. <laughs>